Hello, and this is Lucifer from Positive Occult Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today, um, we're going to be just talking about pathworking and what is pathworking and how can I use it and what's some of the best references that I can give to you as, uh, as a listener, what I feel is the best book or books that I think that would lead you in that direction. Oh, but this, you know, what I really want to talk about now, though, is just how great of a weekend we had at the street fair at Nyack at Modern Druid. I was there uh, working the floor, talking to people, meeting some amazing people from all over. I met some people from Tennessee, from Pittsburgh. It's amazing how many people come into uh, the Northeast uh, in New York and Rockland, Westchester, New York City to see the um i guess especially like going to places like sleepy hollow and to nyack all these very historical places that have to do with a lot of revolutionary war and of course sleepy hollow with halloween etc 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 but we, there's a huge street fair in nyack though uh every month it was the last one of the year and it was huge there's thousands of people that come and i met a lot of great people and i hope that uh some of you are listening right now and if i met you and we talked and we had some laughs and fun it was a really good time. It was, I just love meeting people. I met some people who are just starting into witchcraft, who are just starting into a path and to really have some great discussions. And I mean, they came into Modern Druid because they were drawn to it and it was our time to meet. So welcome to the path or welcome to whatever path you're following. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. So, you know, hopefully that you can stop in and modern drew in the next few days with um yes this week weekend october 14th from five o'clock to i think nine o'clock on in front of modern druids in south broadway in nyack there is a street fair that is just part of south broadway which is called sobro and they're closing the street down and there's going to be like vendors etc 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 modern druid is hosting it it's going to be so much fun so i hope you guys can come down and check that out if you're in the area it's only for four hours hey man you can come down check out some vendors have a good time i'm going to be there morgana's going to be there the whole crew from modern druid and uh, we might do some some live uh instagram from there etc 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 and uh if you come down let Hey, man, I want to meet everybody I possibly can. Uh, it's so much fun. But you could also come into the store or you can go into uh, moderndruid.com and you can order everything there. And if you do listen to this, you can get an extra uh, percentage off by using the code LUCIFER when you make an order. And that is only for my listeners. So check that out again. So we are going to be getting the YouTube page up today. Today is Columbus Day, and I, I figured I'm going to get, I got to get this shit going. You know what I mean? I got to, I got to get this YouTube going. It is my vessel, uh, and Morgana is my rudder, <laughs> and we, uh, we are, we are going full tilt into this. Uh, also, one other thing: if you're listening, if you didn't forward this already to Pathwork Park. Men, we have a thing called Voyage of the Spiritual Astronaut. That's a title I made. We wanted to do 
a men's circle, but then I was like, well, men's circle is so general and it's so, you know, like uh, cliche or whatever. And I figured I wanted to give it an actual title of Voyage of the Spiritual Astronaut. Cause I always say we're all like as having wearing astronaut suits and our spirit is within this suit and we're taking this voyage spiritually and having this, you know, experience um, from this type of meat suit we're wearing, trying to figure out life and trying to figure out our spiritual path. And what I notice is that there's a lot of men that have a hard time expressing themselves spiritually if they become a witch or they become anything, even a Buddhist or anything. And it's hard to express to other men. You know, uh, if you know other men, like even in, and I'm not going to generalize because I used to work construction and everything, uh, you know, rough rough guys, tough guys. Not everybody wants to talk about spirituality or they feel funny about it. Believe it it or not, there's other men there that also want to talk about, but they're too afraid to talk about it. And I wanted to have a, a spiritual circle every month. And instead of talking about it, being about it, and I'm like, I really got to get this thing to going too, so we can get some, uh, some of us men together, you know, and it's not to exclude women. It's what it is, is to give a men uh, an opportunity to speak among themselves and tear down some of the, uh, if there's any toxic masculinity, this is the problem when you have, you know, I believe in masculinity and yes, being a man, but there is toxic masculinity and it does tear down men because they're afraid to talk about things like spirituality, thinking that it's some sort of wussy thing, which it is obviously not. And this is an opportunity. It was kind of funny because I put the post up on Instagram and I got like four likes, which I was hoping that wouldn't happen. I was hoping that even women would put some, you know, likes down on it or everybody, anybody, because, you know, we're trying to push men to be more spiritually uh, connected. And listen, we can't help when we're reincarnated who we're going to be born. We're born as in, in what we are to work on our path. So you might be born as a man or a woman. And a lot of times it is not your choice it is what karma or whatever is bringing you to that, that spot. And you have to work with what you're given. And as men, some of us had this very difficult times doing this. So listen, give us some support. You know, we really appreciate it. And this is just this little side thing from, from my uh, Positive Cult podcast. So spread the word. I believe it's October. I'm, I'm going to give the wrong date right off the bat. But see, it's the end of October. It's on the website of Modern Druid. Uh, and it's at 6.30 to 8. It's at the end of the month. I keep wanting to say October 28th, uh, a Friday, Friday night. Uh, so if you, you know, please spread the word. So today we're going to be talking about pod, uh, pod, did I say podcasting? Pathworking. Uh, and what it is, how to use it. And I feel what is the best book to use. And it's something that's a little confusing to some people. So here we go. Taking an adventure. What is pathworking? So pathworking has is actually comes from the tree of life and the Kabbalah. But during the years, uh, it is actually used, especially in the 60s and the 70s. Believe it or not, I did some studies on it. And it was actually used during a lot of the hippies would use this for visualization. And pathworking is a way to create an image in your mind uh, using uh, a type of, I guess, guide or a, I'm not saying a guide as a person, 
I'm saying as certain words to create a visualized picture in your mind and then going to the next picture in your mind and then the next one and to encourage the subconsciousness and and also to trigger, I guess you would say, not in a bad way, certain things in your divine self and using that energy to bring forth certain entities to help you with your spell work and to manifest these things. I'm going to give you a, a basic, I guess you would say, a interpretation from uh, one of the, uh, I guess you would say, references off Google that I thought was pretty good. Um, and it says, Pathworkings uh, is a visualization technique used in alchemy, not a just, it's not actually just in alchemy, uh, that aims to create change within the mind and well-being. But then I will add on to that to bring forth deities, manifestations, and spells to actually do their work, what you need that needs to be done for your spell work. Now, there are some people that actually say, it's, 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 you know, you get these weird things of, you know, pathworking is dangerous. Pathworking is no dangerous than doing anything of your spell work. I will say that, and I explained this to somebody the other day, that when you do spell work, it isn't about taking a uh, herb and then uh, lighting some candles, lighting some incense, saying a few words, rhyming or non-rhyming, throwing some water on it and saying what you want and then whatever. And then thinking about it all day. That's not what spell work is. You can you literally do spell work without any of that stuff, but using your energy and learning how to conjure your energy and focus your energy for the spell. The other things that are brought into spell work are ceremonial type ways to encourage your energy, to create an atmosphere. Not to say that lighting a certain uh, incense or herb does not work. It will definitely help work because you are using the energy from that but it creates a ceremonial, ritualistic feeling where you can actually use that feeling, that energy, to create and conjure your energy and center it and ground it to create your spell. So with pathworking, you can do all that stuff too, but this is a way to create images within your mind. It is not a guided meditation. There's a lot of uh, work out there that talks about path working as a guided meditation. There are some people that do it in groups. The book that I'm going to refer to you today by Theodore Rose actually does not encourage that. You can get not misguided, but you can get to do it as a group. Is it's it to him? It just not. It doesn't really encourage what you need to do. You need to learn to do it yourself. And I full heartedly believe that with pathworking specifically. Um, to do that, and, and 
excuse me, I want to go back to the conjuring and energy work with path working and spell work. You need to learn how to ground. You need to learn how to meditate. You need to learn how to settle the mind so you can bring up these, this energy within you from the divine light within you and around you and the divine darkness to center you. If you don't have that, your spells are not going to work. There's, if there's anyone who wants to debate me about that, you can debate me all you want. Because the majority of witches that really have studied will know, and, and druids and anybody else knows, it's not motions. It's bringing that energy source and learning how to activate it. So if you say, Lucifer, I can't meditate, well, you, you have to learn to have concentration and discipline to be a magician, to be a sorcerer, to be a sage, to be a witch. Now, what will make your path working strong is actually a good imagination, just like manifestation. If you do not have uh, a good imagination, it's going to be a lot harder for you to do path working. Path working is not for everybody. Path working, just like a lot of things are not, you know, like I said, there are certain things that people do with spell work. It doesn't work for them. You have to learn what makes your energy the strongest, right? It may go, it may be doing spell work going out into nature, maybe just sitting, lighting 300 candles in your house. You feeling that energy that is, you have to find that sweet spot, right? Find that sweet spot. Now. Uh, before I let my ADHD get out of track here, what we're going to be doing is talking a little bit about, again, Theodore Rose, about his book that he wrote that I think was a, it was a pretty good guide to path working. Like I said, a lot of, you know, you can get some Kabbalah uh, teachings on the tree of life. You can do it that way. But I feel like this way uh, in this book is a really good reference guide and a really good way to Summon demons for your spell work. So the book is by Theodore Rose and is called Lucifer and the Hidden Demons, a practical guide, a practical grimoire from the Order of Unveiled Faces, the Power of Magic. Now, people are probably thinking, well, you just you just liked it because it had the name Lucifer in it. No, I did not. I actually was doing a lot of research on pathworking because I ran into it uh, in some reference somewhere. And it's not really practiced that much. And there's, a lot of, there's not a lot of information. Just drinking some water. So when I saw this book, I, yes, of course, I see, okay, well, they're going to be working with demons. That's right up my alley. Let's, let's do this. Even though I already work and have my way of working with certain friends, as you would call them, uh, in my work. And I said, well, let me read on this path working. And it was really hard to find anything good. And, and I felt that was, I'm not going to put down all the books. Uh, I don't want to be that kind of person. But you kind of have to find out what works for you. And what worked for me might work for you. Now, demons, people are, you know, well, you know, I'm love and light. I don't want to work with demons. Okay, well, demons doesn't necessarily mean dark. Uh, demons is a certain type of energy source, just like diamonds, as they would be called during the Greeks, 
during uh, Plato and Socrates, we talk about daimons, which is a, a type of entity that works with you and it's with you at times to help you. So you can work with these, you know, there are evil um, entities. Yes, there are evil gods, there are evil, you know, as I explained before, in the way I believe is that, and what I've studied and what I've come to is that there are gods, obviously, there are uh, entities, obviously, there are spirits, obviously, there are devils and demons, obviously. But can you work with them? Yes, you can, because they love to be summoned and worked with, because they themselves also have big egos and love to show what they can do. And if you summon them in the right way and you create them, you create a friendship with them, they can do a lot of work with you uh, as partners to get some things done that you would like to do in your spell work. Now, I will quote uh, something out of his book. Um, it says, imagination is the tool of the magician as much it is that of an architect. So you have to have an imagination. And if you want to increase your imagination, I suggest reading. And I know a lot of people that are in the spiritual path read, but there are a lot that do not and just learn from each other. But I suggest that you read. If you don't like to read, you have to do things that you don't like to do. There's no way you can read a grimoire or anything else and not read. Okay, so you have to learn to go out and you got to read. But what I suggest to do is read fiction books. And this is even expressed in his book. I've even said this before, before I read his book, that if you really want to increase your imagination is to read and to read fiction books. Because what you do with your mind, your mind starts picturing these scenes in your mind that you create. And each scene suddenly becomes different. You know, it's funny when I read like certain fiction books, I'll put like somebody I know as the main character or maybe me as the main character, or maybe somebody I know as a main character and, or maybe a famous person as a main character. And then I will, you know, when you're reading and you're, it's being described, if you have a really good author or a fiction, fictional author, you'll start creating these worlds in your mind. And that is the best thing for any type of magician or, or somebody practicing witchcraft or doing spell work because you can use your imagination to manifest and create these spells. You shouldn't just be like saying words. You should be actually picturing these things in your mind. And this is the one thing I do like about spell work. It does tap into that divine light of your mind, of your human mind, and create these pictures, which actually is a way to subconsciously, like I said, bring in these uh, and summon these these demons to help you do your work. And when I say help you do your work, there's one thing that people, um, if you're going from a Christian-based religion to witchcraft or any of the other than left-hand paths, uh, we don't worship any of them. We don't worship Satan. We don't worship um, Basilio Bob. We don't worship Shiva. We don't worship the Buddha. We don't worship um, any any of them, any of the gods. You actually become have a relationship with them because we are divine light as they are divine light, even though they are spirits or gods or whatever they are. 
we are the same. We are asking them for not just their help as going to bow down to them. We're asking them for the help like they're our friend. That's why it's hard to go from God to God to God or from demon or spirit or angel or whatever you're working with because you you don't want to be that friend that just jumps from friend to friend to friend. You kind of have to have these work with these different uh, entities. So the one thing in the book, not that I disagree with, is that in this book, it has um, at least 50 or 60 demons that you have to work with in a certain conjunctional way. So a certain way you have to work with to bring this one demon up. Now, some of them you've probably never heard before. So if you do use this book, I suggest that you uh, read about the backgrounds of each of the demons that you have to summon to create a, a certain spell. So that way you're a little bit, uh, you're not just naming some name and don't even know the history behind them. And then maybe if that one spell works to your liking, maybe it's within those demons that you can start really making some progress and some creating some friendships. Now, it's just like you're having a regular friendship. You have to actually have a friendship. And it may take a year, really, to get any type of friendship. But it's worth it. So the book is, is it's, it. In the beginning of it, I will say it's a little, um, it's a good, it can get a little mishmashed and talking about uh, the way to, to do the work. Now, I'm not going to go into this completely, but and uh, how to do the path work, but I'm going to just give a little, uh, I guess, an explanation on how the book works. So you're working with the Lucifer, Lucifer paradigm. So Lucifer is the, uh, I guess you would say the king or the light bringer. And he is the all powerful general and leader of these demons. And there are different demons that work underneath him also that are his generals that are his, his of his legions. So in order to work with this in path working in this book for the path work, it's really interesting. So you would actually summon Lucifer first. And then depending on what, and it has a list in the book, which is really cool. It has an actually great list of like um, to bind somebody, uh, to make somebody feel that they need you, uh, to um, create more money. And then it tells what uh, demon to work with and then how to summon that certain demon and ask specifically what you need. But the difference in path working and everything else is this. When you summon Lucifer, you would be in basically a seated position and in a meditation position. And what I want you to understand is in the book, he tells, talks about not doing really any type of ceremonial ritual work. Now, he does say you can do that, but he feels like it is not necessary. I am going to go a little bit against the book. You just do whatever you feel like it. Because like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I was saying that if you want to do ceremonial work, because it brings you more energy and more feeling of a communion of what you're doing with your spell work, then do so. Don't cut out something that you feel very comfortable with. So with Lucifer, you bring him in and you summon him first. Then you would ask permission to summon the next demon and then you would ask that demon to bring in the next demon and maybe say it's at the third demon that that's where the demon you need to ask to help you 
do this certain spell or create this certain manifestation. Now, we're going to go over the process exactly how you do that. So path working is about uh, sitting in basically a meditation position or a position feels good. And then you're going to read a certain line and picture that in your brain and just focus on that certain picture. Then you will say, look at another sentence and you can actually look at the sentence. You don't have to memorize it as you're sitting there and picture the next uh, framework of a picture. Now, these are not moving pictures that you would think of like in my guided meditations that I have online where I'm moving you to the next thing. It's just a picture. Then you would think of the next picture that I explain. Then you'd pick the next picture they explain. So you do, you're not going to like, like walk to the next picture. This is why I was talking about imagination and reading. And what, what these things do, what these pictures do is they hit your, like I said, your subconscious level, they hit your, your internal memory, your heart, they hit, they also summon uh, whatever needs to be summoned Lucifer by having these certain pictures deep into your mind, deep into your pituitary gland, deep into your soul to summon the demon. And it's better really explained in the book and how and why. So you will have these certain pictures, maybe as could be up to three, the four pictures, and then Lucifer will be summoned to you. And you will can feel Lucifer either by like a cold, like very cold presence. He may come to you in a certain form. He may talk to you in your ear. But the main thing is this. Don't be afraid. They're not there to hurt you. They're not there. They're actually love to be summoned because they want to do the work. Like I said, they love to show what they can do. And they love it. It's like they have a very big ego. I hate to say it. We are, a lot of us do, and that's what we're trying to work on, not to have a big ego. But believe me, even as the Buddha has said in talking about deities, that they also have suffering also because they think the same as we do. They have the same type of suffering. So deities, demons all have the same, but they we use our power together as a team. So that's why you're summoning them. Then if we have to summon the next demon, what we would do is they have a set of certain type of pictures and on and on and on. Then when we get to the, the last demon to use, do our spell work. What you should do is like anything is you, you would work with them. You would tell them exactly what you want. And I hope you do that in all your spell work that you say exactly what you want. And this is what you exactly want. Not, well, maybe if you can do this for me, maybe, no, it's, I want this and I want this now. I need this and I need this now. You don't even have to explain to any of your entities, including demons or gods or whatever you work with, why. They don't need to know why. They're just going to do it. You don't need to plea. You don't need to beg. You just say. And like I tell everybody, you don't talk about it anymore. You know, just know it's going to work. Now it could take a long time before it works and may not work at all because maybe you didn't write, do it right. Or that's, that's what I was talking about. Scientific, using the scientific method 
with witchcraft or any type of magician work, you might have to try something again after a couple of months because maybe you didn't do it right or you didn't put the right things together or you didn't conjure your energy up right. So you can't just do something and do walking steps and expecting it to work if you're not focusing and centering your energy and actually really believing that this is going to happen. So I'm going to give a little examples on how to summon Lucifer that is in this brilliant book. Now, when you use the book, The Lucifer and the Hidden Demons, now this is for everybody. Now, this is not just for people who are Satanists, Luciferians. This is for anybody. You can use demons. It's, it's not just for that. It's for everybody. I want everybody to understand that. You must make sure that you know the name of the demon and you should make sure you try to pronounce the name as correctly as possible. So with Lucifer, okay, now I say if you're in your meditation position and you're, you got your conjuring up your energy good and you're doing everything the right way, the best way you can. So the first scene is you stand in a rock-strewn desert. So you would picture... You're standing in a rock-strewn desert. Now, if you want to do it from a POV position, your certain point of view, or you want to do it as you just seeing standing there, you see yourself standing there, that is entirely up to you. I don't think that was really, it's really said in the book, nor really do I believe it either way. You can do it. So the second picture would be, there are mountains on the horizon. So you don't like walk in your mind and see you just automatically see mountains on the horizon and you hold that you know, for five 30 seconds you know as long as you want the next one is you stand at the base of the mountains suddenly you're just standing at the base of the mountains you'll say that again and then you say and you can say it out loud or in your mind there a black tree its bark scorched now, I'm not going to give you the rest of them, but that is what you do. And then by the time you say it at the end, you've already summoned Lucifer. And then you can ask him for the next demon if you can summon him. Because they work for him. <laughs> so you got to kind of, hey, can I use this guy for a minute? You know, you're not just going to walk into like some place and be like, hey, I need that guy. Bring him here. You, you know, he works for Lucifer. That's his job. Uh, they've been doing it for a few thousand years. Anyways, so after you're done with all that, like I said, it's um, then the spell would go out and you don't do any more work. You know, you don't have to go back and like do it again. Now, like I said, if it doesn't work for you after a few months, you don't see any results, then you have to use the scientific method again and go back and either try path working again or go back to what was working with you before. I say that always try something different, you know, but you don't want to like stop doing something that is really working for you. Let's say if you, if you're doing spell work, doing a certain way and then it's just driving and it's just working and thriving. Yeah. Stick with that. But if you want to try something different, um, try this, try this book, Lucifer and the Hidden Demons. It's a path work. Uh, grimoire by Theodore Rose. Now I got it off of Amazon, believe it or not. And I mean, they have great stuff on there. You know, you don't have to buy. I don't know how much of it is in print. I'm sure it is. Uh, 
It is a well-written book. There's a little bit of things in the beginning that's a little, like, I don't know, they could have been a little bit more organized better. But uh, I feel that it's a phenomenal book to learn, actually, on just pathworking, uh, just to learn pathworking. Now, you don't have to use this book particularly to study, uh, work with demons. You can probably find, but they did a lot of studying on this uh, in this book. There's many different grimoires from the past to uh, and 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 actually again using these like a scientifically using what is going to work and this is the best way that these this group of people in Theodore Rose has developed this system that to them has worked and you can find out you know how to I guess work with other deities and I'm sure there's other ways to find these um, I guess pictures to use this type of pathwork. Now, like I said, it is really hard to find stuff on pathworking uh, and you're going to get a million different ones. I am, I'm not a gatekeeper, but I'm going to tell you right now, it is not guided meditation. And if somebody tries to tell you pathworking is guided meditation, it is not guided meditation. It is completely different. Guided meditation brings you as a storyline. You're just walking through it and your mind is being guided as a story. And it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say guided meditation is bad. I, I, I've used guided meditation. I put it on here cause I love guided meditation, especially for beginners, but you should really learn how to do your basic Vipassana, uh, meditation, which I think is super important. Uh, so you can really clear your mind and learn how to concentrate to have self-awareness. And then, but a good way to start is guided meditation. And then if you're having, if you're having really problems doing it and then work your way that way. But I suggest doing like your basic strong meditation first, trying to tame the mind a little bit. So that's all I have to say. Um, path working is a, is a really cool way to, to do some spell work and something different. Like I said, I don't do it all the time. I only use it uh, rarely. And I actually use it a lot from this book. Uh, I do my own spell work that have always worked and everything else. But like I said, I'm open-minded. And when I saw the path work, I said, let me try that. You never know what I'm going to get from it. And I did learn a lot from the book. So I'm going to put the, uh, reference on the, um, on, on the, uh, Spotify page. And, uh, I hope you can try it, you know, see how you like it. If send me a, uh, email, uh, or send me a, an Instagram, under Positive Occult Podcast if you have any questions or maybe tell me how it's worked for you. So, all right. Have a blessed and amazing uh, balanced week and infernal blessings. <laughs>